Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Chop, chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. We hope you've got your coffee because it's time for our brand new morning show for Love Thy Nerd and anyone who finds themselves at the cross-section of nerd culture and church culture. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, runner-up to the Southwestern Chubby Bunny Marshmallow Stuffing Championship. (laughs) This week, we're living in the past. This Thursday is Embrace Your Geekiness Day. And so this week, we are celebrating the geekiness of our pasts year by year. But first, we are kicking off the week with a Discord discussion. And before we even get to this week's question, we have, a, we have an announcement. Uh, we have received several opinions, or sorry, options for a new name mm-hmm. for our Discord community, which we formally named them without any input. We named them Shiners. Uh, People don't like that name. People think there's too many things called shiners, too confusing. Do we need little hats and tiny cars? Uh, so the group has voted. I'm sorry. I'm reading your line. I forgot to let you have a part of this. <laughs> the group voted between keeping the old name and these four options. Shinies, risers, early birds, and daybreakers. Uh, shiners received the least votes so we get it we get it folks you do not like the name i got it it was a bad choice and i'm sorry uh daybreakers was close but the clear winner was shinies a slight but significant tweak to the old name. The okay. name Shinies has connections to a couple different pieces of nerdy pop culture. Firstly, Pokemon with the rare shiny Pokemon. And uh, shiny is also an old Western word for good, which was revived for the short-lived but much-beloved series Firefly. So I uh, I don't hate the name. So All right. You can be a shiny in our, in our Discord. Yay. <laughs> I got a shout out for my new headphones. Oh, you did. Tad yeah. Hall says you got cute headphones. These headphones are the reason I know Matthew loves me. They're, they're child-sized headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tiny head and the other ones were hurting my ears. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so if you'd like to join in and be a shiny yourself, go to lovethynerd.com slash discord and join up. Then in the channels and roles section, click on Rise and Shine Nerds. Now we are kicking off today's show with a question to our shinies. We asked the question to our Discord, what is the first thing you really remember nerding out about as a kid? And uh, we got a lot of answers. We're going to read through some of these that we have here. Uh, Silver Tierney, our our friend uh, and co-worker, said uh, Harry Potter books in the second grade is the first thing that she remembers getting really obsessed Mm with. Um, Wow. So new rules on Discord cut out some names when you're streaming. And so I don't know who said this. Uh, Will it show me? Nope. T. T with the mouse. I don't know who that is. Somebody said (laughs) it cuts off some of the names. It just says T dot dot dot. 
Huh. So I guess that's a setting that you can have now, so your name won't be showing showing up on someone's stream by accident. I don't know. Next time, I'm just going to have to copy and paste these so I know the names. Anyway. Can't give you credit. Sorry. He says, at first <laughs> I thought, uh, oh, the animal I loved and could not learn enough about. But then I realized the answer was Disney animated films. You're only four once. I feel like that's three. I feel like that's three. I'm going to say that's three. <laughs> I don't recognize the picture, but I'm pretty sure that's three. All right. Uh, Ice Puddle Sam says Pokemon cards in the second grade. Um Mm-hmm. Never got into Pokemon cards. Kids love them, which mm-hmm. is strange. It's so, I mean, it's so, it's been around for so much longer than they've been alive, but they're right. all into them. Yep. Wandering Night, Drew says video games, uh, Pokemon on the Game Boy, and maybe Star Wars cards. I didn't even know Star Wars had cards. I guess they're just trading cards. Maybe so. Yeah. I didn't know they existed. I prob- they're probably really rare now. Maybe, <laughs> Cynical. Uh, Colin says, I was, I was so obsessed with Legos. I remember hearing, whatever you're doing on New Year's Eve is what you'll do all year. So I would sit in my room and build with Legos till after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of Legos when I was a kid. Uh, Brother Mod says, first geeky yeah. obsession was probably dinosaurs. Uh, but I still feel like the more correct answer is Thundercats. I'm trying to remember Thundercats. Whoa. <clears throat> I only know the, the <laughs> song that Reliant K did. Uh, Michael Jackson Bad Album was my earliest memory. That's not a bad memory at all. <laughs> that was a good album. <laughs> Mosaic says that... that he has all the Star Wars cards and stickers. Wow. Yeah. Trishan says, my earliest memory of nerding out was to anime and Astro Boy. Astro Boy. <laughs> Remember that. Uh, Gabigan says, I'm going with the Atari 2600 and Star Wars. So he's a little older than us, too. We just missed all the Star Wars movies. Like, birth-wise. Yeah. Like, I, I, thought, I thought they were further back in the 80s, but they were further up. My my parents went to see them in the theaters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, KY Redhead says uh, sh- the first thing she remembers geeking out about was movie musicals, but she says it was likely Strawberry Shortcake. But then she came back and said, I may have to change my answer entirely and go with Super Grover now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Oriel Jedi Brian uh, says uh, the first thing I remember geeking out about was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's my answer too. Yeah, it's like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Pogs. That's what I first remember uh, geeking out about and collecting. I never got into Power Rangers. <clears throat> never. No. It's so sad. It was so good in the early days. <laughs> it might still be good. I don't know. But <laughs> can't believe it's still going on. Honestly. Uh, and then uh, Toffee says, my answer has to be Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which was uh, the Wii installment in the franchise. It's the first video game I can remember me and my dad playing together, uh, as well as the first one I remember becoming better than him at. And it kicked off my huge obsession with the franchise, which leads me to where I am today, going to tournaments and playing on my high school's esports team for the very same franchise, although the newer title, of course. Uh, yeah. Two years in a row champion, I think, for mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers, uh, his team is. So, mm-hmm. state champion, which state, is yeah. really cool. 
Really cool. Also, I feel really old that that's his first movie. That's his first, yeah. The Wii version of Super Smash Brothers. I've been around for all the versions. <laughs> Long before they even thought about having them fight. All right, let's jump into our uh, Discord chat real quick. Because we got a few people waiting on us over here. Hello? Hello, Hi. is anyone there? Tad? Hello, yeah. Tad. <laughs> Tad, we got I'm here. Josh and uh, Todd. We're going to wait on Todd. Todd's working right now. Todd's a Todd, Todd's a psychopharmacologist. No, he's a pharma, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical man. Hey, there he is. All right. So he's in the middle hey. of he's in the middle of work. So we're going to make sure that he goes first and uh, gets to share with us uh, stuff that he nerded out about as a child. So, Todd. What is your first, your earliest memory? And you already said in the chat that you're so old, and I mean, we all understand. Yeah, I, I am the grandpa. I feel the group. So being being 55, isn't that terrible? So my my earliest, I, it goes back to 1981. My grandma used to take all of us boys to the movies, so she took us to go see. Clash of the Titans, the Ray Harryhausen Clash of the Titans. Wow. With the, with the, uh, you know, the clay animation special effects. And I loved it. And I asked her if she would please get me any type of magazine that came out about the movie because she worked at a pharmacy. Huh. Coincidence. <laughs> she was in charge of buying all the magazines and baseball cards and all the toys and stuff like that. So, uh, and at that time, I don't know if they still do this or not, but, the you know, the, a movie came out, there'd be like all kinds of magazines with pictures and all kinds of stuff. So, Oh, yeah. They still do that for some of them. Mm -hmm. I was like, Grandma, will you please get this for me? So I go to visit her about a week later, and she's like, I got you that magazine you wanted. I was like, great, Clash of the Titans. But it wasn't. It was New Teen Titans issue one from 1981, the George Perez cover. Wow. And I, she accidentally started me collecting comic books. <laughs> and after that, I was sold. I was comic books from then on. Yeah, and, uh, still to this day. Yeah. He posts yeah, exactly. uh, he posts his polls every week uh, in the group. Uh, that's, that's grandma's fault, man. Awesome. I keep that comic book downstairs in my mosaic uh, shop <laughs> up on the wall. Wow, that is absolutely awesome. cool. I love that story yeah, was, so much. It was great having a grandma who was in charge of buying baseball cards. Uh, I bet. Yeah. Not only that, but like like I said in the chat, I've got all of the Star Wars cards, all of the Indiana Jones cards, all the Batman cards. I even got Desert Storm cards wow. because my grandma was in charge of buying all that stuff and she would just get it and put it back for me. Huh. You know what? We, when we That's first brought it up, awesome a, when we fought, first brought it up a second ago, I was like, I didn't realize there were Batman cards, but now I'm remembering like there were certain shops when we lived in Albuquerque comic shops that had cards. And I remember we had gotten that pack of cards from the, the first of the rebooted Star Trek movies. Remember, uh -huh. we still have that. Uh -huh. in our, yeah. Like that. Yeah. I forgot they had, they These had a whole from, bunch of them. Yeah. They yeah, had 1977. They had a lot of the older ones too, but I'm, that's, that was the, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember now. Yeah. Okay, even a whole bunch even, of them. even have $6 million man cards. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not trading cards at all. They're just like, well, they are. Are they? Came in packs. Yeah. Packs with bubble gum. Oh, Heck, that's yeah. true. Okay. I guess the yeah, cards, awesome. the cards that I'm remembering are just like, it's like the whole movie essentially. And just picture by picture. So I wouldn't see myself trading those. 
because then I'd lose I, but, part of the I mean, movie. There were, there were like uh, <laughs> 200 cards in a set, and it started at the beginning, and yeah. they were they were basically stills of the movie, and then I stickers gotcha. were extra. Like I guess that. yeah, if you bought them in in individual packs of like 10 or whatever, we bought the whole set of that Star Trek thing, so that would have been easier. So yeah, I get that. Trading cards, you buy them, you hope other people are buying them. Wow, that used to be a big thing. Trading cards. Mm -hmm. I still remember like baseball cards and stuff that my brother would buy. He would buy those big long packs of them and then go through every individual thing. He bought those for me too. (laughs) Actually, in order to, um, in order to, I'm taking this off the rail, in order to buy my (laughs) wife's engagement and wedding ring, I had in the closet a box of 1982 Topps football cards and had two Joe Montana rookies and sold them for enough money to get. My wife's wow. wedding and engagement ring. Oh, that's incredible! Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Grandma. That is, that's fantastic. <laughs> Grandma invested in your future. She absolutely Ugh. did. I, I I miss her tremendously. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, all right, uh, Josh. It's Josh, right? Your name's so yeah, long. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, Josh. <laughs> Your name's cut off. Uh, Viridian Toothy Cow. Uh, Josh, what is the first thing you remember nerding out about as a child? My first thing that, well, relates to geekiness uh, would be in early elementary school. My dad pulled out his old NES, and we played the Super Mario Brothers with the Duck Hunt. Oh, okay. The one that came to the two games in one pack? Yeah, where it was on the same cartridge. Yeah. And I remember being so ecstatic after dozens of times playing it beating the first world because i was that bad at it at the time uh so did you prefer the mario or the duck hunt uh definitely the mario and i remember when finally got to the end of the eighth world it says hey you can start over i was like oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) it took me a really long time to get to the point where i could beat super mario brothers but i didn't get to play with my parents my parents weren't into uh, games or anything, so I just had to like teach myself. Which back then, that was a very complicated game uh, for <laughs> for children when they first came out. Yeah, I have a bunch of sisters, so it was a the normal Mario Luigi competition. Gotcha. And, and saying I have the wrong character, you can jump further and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, uh, Tad. <sighs> yeah. So I grew up not knowing that I was a nerd. Um, <laughs> and what I mean by that is my my parents watched Star Trek and Stargate. My dad was the reason why we had a Super Nintendo uh, entertainment system in in our house because he would play with uh, one of his old Navy mates and he would play Mario on, on the SNES. So, uh, yeah. Um, but the like the first things I remember, like getting into myself, yeah. was Pokemon cards, and I still okay. have my first binder of Pokemon cards, um, with a dinosaur that I made out of uh, those blow pens back in the day. Um, <laughs> Wait, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. It's the ones where you, like you, you literally blew into them and it like shot out the. Yeah, the ink. I remember. Had... I remember the commercials for that. Yeah. Oh gosh. First commercial, my mom actually. Okay, I'll actually buy these ones. <laughs> so I have blow art. Wow. Um, 
and then Game Informer magazines was was the next like next thing that I actually collected and and enjoyed reading and stuff. Um, Game Informer was good. I still had like the Nintendo Power back when those were coming yeah. out. That was my yeah. That was my jam. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and they, there's there's apparently almost immediately after Nintendo Power stopped publishing. A fan group picked it up and started publishing their own version of Nintendo Power that's still going today called Nintendo Force. And it's like $5 a month on Patreon or every two months on Patreon and you get like six issues a year. Looks really cool. I got a couple of them that I tried out. It's really neat. Uh, But that is awesome. Uh, What is garbage? Various. So yeah, I was going to bring this up. So in the chat, David... (laughs) David by Ron Hicks says uh, he collected Garbage Pail Kids cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, my older brother, Mike, collected these as well. They are, they, they're, they're styled after Cabbage Patch Kids. You remember the really uh-huh. chubby, you uh-huh. know, dolls? They are the nastiest. <laughs> it's like <laughs> them getting run over, guts Spilling out, vomiting, all kinds Ew. of just they're the nastiest <laughs> things. And they were so popular in the early nineties. Wow. My brother had a binder full of those. And every now and then I would look through it and try not to throw up. It was so bad. Now I funny, can't I can't look at them. <laughs> funny story on that one too. Um my uncle, my mom's brother, uh liked those cards. But he got bored from collecting them, so my mom started completing the series <laughs> of the Garbage Pail Kids. And my mom, to this day, will still, once in a while, buy a pack and see what she gets. Are they still coming out? Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. yeah they still come out. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what's that? David said, uh, I had to secretly collect them. My mom was not a fan. <laughs> Mosaic says, my mom neither, but my grandma got them for me, and my mom didn't dare fuss at my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Man, all right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us here in the chat. Uh, we're going to do this more often once we come back from our break. So mm-hmm. hope to hear from you all again. This. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all. Bye. Oh, bye. Cut you off. Uh, we are going to stop right there and take our first break. Um, well, I don't know where we're at. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but when we come back, we've got today's nerdy news story. Hey, fam. This is Hector Mirai. And you're listening to Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has the potential to be one of the most replayable video games in a long while. Not because of the storyline per se, but because of the addition to the game of Zonai devices and the ability to build things. Um, What I look at for like simple mechanics of getting a hot air balloon together or you know, getting a stone from one place to another, people have taken to, like, building immaculate, crazy contraptions, like uh, automated 
homing weapons with 18 lasers. I'm not exaggerating. And missiles and ballistics stuff. Stuff that literally could fund an entire school's STEM program. That people have taken to just creating these amazing contraptions. And like I've even seen someone recreate the Batmobile from The Dark Knight including the detachable bat bike and if you are a tiktoker you'll you'll see hours and hours and hours of people just creating all of these amazing things but uh one of the things i realized as i was playing some zelda last week i was at a camp had some free time and i spent a lot of time like acquiring new uh weapons and upgrading my armor and i was doing these things because even though building stuff is fun like there's a point to the game there's there's a storyline there's a uh, an end and i was down to two missions destroy ganondorf find zelda those were my two missions and at the end of the day that's the whole plot of the game and it's really easy to get distracted in all the things you can do to the point that you don't ever get around to actually completing what you're meant for. And it reminded me of this verse in Ephesians 2.10 where the Apostle Paul says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with just enjoying the ability to build things, enjoying the ability to create and do all this other stuff, especially in a game. But I think in life, and sometimes especially in the life of a believer, we get hung up on side quests and side adventures and miss the actual mission we're called to. If you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show, and there are four ways that you can experience our show. If you prefer to see our smiling faces each morning, you can join the YouTube premiere of each episode at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. While we aren't actually live, I will be live in the YouTube chat watching along under the Love Thy Nerd handle. Let's talk about feeding the AI machine. Do, do, do. Oh, I'm done talking about AI. Oh, you'll never be done. Oh. We'll never be done. <laughs> Every week, we will keep talking about it. Someone, so, uh, really quick. Go ahead. I, you know, I'm a fan of uh, Pocket Camp, Animal the Crossing. The Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, yeah. And someone changed their name to AI, one of my friends on there. <laughs> just says AI now. Wow. <laughs> Google has updated its privacy policy over the weekend. Uh, explicitly, this was last weekend. Explicitly saying the company reserves the right to scrape just about everything you post online to build its AI tools. So, 
If Google can read your words, assume they belong to the company now and expect (laughs) that they're nesting somewhere in the bowels of a chatbot. Google uh, uses information to improve our services and to develop new products, features, and technologies that benefit our users and the public, the new Google policy says. For example, we use publicly available information to help train Google's AI models and build products and features like Google Translate, BARD, and cloud AI capabilities. Uh, Fortunately for history fans, Google maintains a history of changes to its terms of service. The new language amends an existing policy spelled out new ways your online musings might be used for the tech giant's AI tools work. So previously, Google said data would be used for language models rather than AI models. And where the older policy just mentioned Google Translate, BARD, and Cloud AI now make an appearance. BARD is their chatbot, their official chatbot. Uh, This is an unusual clause for a privacy policy. Typically, these policies describe ways that a business uses the information that you post in the company's own services. Here, it seems Google reserves the right to harvest and harness data posted on any part of the public web, as if the whole internet is the company's own AI playground. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. (laughs) That's sorry coming from Gizmodo. That, uh... It's one of those things like, what can you do? You know? Right. Well, is, is it, okay. Is it, it's not <laughs> technically illegal because it's all public stuff, right? It's not saying it's going into your private stuff. Mm-hmm. It's saying it's going into your public stuff. <laughs> so it's like if, if Joe Blow from you know Wisconsin can dig up all this stuff that you've posted online publicly and use it for his benefit, then why can't Google do the same? I don't know. I was reading the chat. Yeah, go ahead. That's what I'm stopping for. (laughs) Tad Hall says, I so did not agree with this new policy. I don't care if it is to train AI because they can sell the right to utilize their AI from my info. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think you could just like go to their bard and say, hey, tell me everything you know about Tad Hall. Uh, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe you can. That I'm going to try, try Googling myself after this. I'm scared. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, Padawan <laughs> Pastor says, I can see a legal minefield. I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like this is a gray area. I mean, I'm sure there will be some legal uh, precedent set, but I feel like it's going to go in Google's favor because again, this is publicly available information. So it's, I mean, it's like they're making a really big report. Every app you sign up for every, every profile you make for yourself, there are terms and conditions that none of us read. (laughs) Nobody reads, but you know, and in signing up to do that, you're giving away some of your rights there. <laughs> Partner, don't do much there. Brilliant uh, Tooth the Cow says, uh, but this way you can technically be be a part of the AI that enslaves you. <laughs> oh man! Let's move on to the Reddit blackouts. Uh, so we talked about Reddit a couple of weeks ago. How most of the, not most of it, I guess a lot of the popular Reddit subreddits mm-hmm. uh, had had blacked out, had closed, mm-hmm. not letting any new members in, not letting any new posts be posted uh, as a form of 
protests against the new very strict rules of how Reddit's working that were implemented kind of all of a sudden after, I don't know, 15 years or however long this thing's been going, a very long time. Uh, some of those subreddits still closed, even though the people behind Reddit said they will be open and they will be working normally soon, uh, implying that they'll replace the people who are in charge of those if they have to, wow. uh, which is weird because like it's users that make the subreddits, you know, it's, right. it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure some of them are official Reddit things, but, uh, the other thing that's happening now is one of the largest, well, here, I'll just read it. Uh, AMAs, one of the biggest thing that Reddit is famous for, ask me anything, uh, have been a Reddit staple that helped popularize the program, the platform rather. Uh, it delivered some unique personal and at times fiery interviews between public figures and people who submitted questions. The Q&A format became so popular that many people uh, host so-called AMAs these days, even off of Reddit. Uh, the way that it started was often just like asking people who had certain professions or were part of a specific event but aren't necessarily famous. Like, you know, so I, I work for a traveling circus. Ask me anything. And so any question that you've had about how that works, like where you sleep, you know, how, how safe are the things, you know, you mm -hmm. can ask any question. They'll answer any question within, you know, the time frame that they're open to that thing. I thought that was really cool uh, way back when, when I first saw those. But it like expanded to become so popular that even people like the current president, Barack Obama at the time, uh, did one. Bill Gates has sat in the virtual hot seat to do one. Like all a bunch of big celebrities and, and mm -hmm. you know, public figures have done these as well. Uh, the subreddit, though, which has been called its own juggernaut of a media brand, is about to look a lot different and likely less reputable. On July 1st, Reddit moved forward with the changes to the API pricing that has infuriated a large and influential portion of its user base. High pricing uh, and a 30-day adjustment period resulted in many third-party Reddit apps closing and others moving to paid-for models that developers are unsure are sustainable. So the latest casualty in Reddit back uh, in the Reddit battle has a profound impact on one of the most famous forms of Reddit content and signals a potential trend in Reddit content changing for the worse. On Saturday, the uh, RIAMA moderators announced that they will no longer perform these duties. Active solicitation of celebrities or high-profile figures to do AMAs, email or mod mail coordination with celebrities or high-profile figures and their PR teams to facilitate, educate, and operate AMAs, running and maintaining a website for scheduling the AMAs with pre-verification and proof, as well as social media promotion, uh, sometimes with these things that are, if they're for people that aren't widely visible, you mm -hmm. have to give some sort of proof that, yes, I'm the person from this story. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're not going to be vetting any of that. Wow. Maintaining a current up-to-date sidebar calendar with scheduled AMAs, with scheduled reminders for users. Uh, handling sister subreddits and categorizing cross posts for e crossed posts for easy following moderator confidential uh, moderating confidential verification for EMAs running various bots including automatic flaring for live posts so all these big things that essentially have made this such a fantastic spot in reddit they're not going to do anymore wow the subreddit has 22.5 million subscribers 
uh, and will continue to exist, but its moderators contend that most of what makes it special will now be undermined. And so moving mm -hmm. forward, we'll be allowing most AMA topics, leaving proof and requests for verification up to the community themselves and limiting ourselves to removing rule-breaking material alone. This doesn't mean we're, we're allowing fake AMA AMAs explicitly, but it does mean you'll need to pay more attention, the moderator said. The mods will also continue to do bare minimum tasks like keeping spam out and rule enforcement, they said. Uh, but like many other Reddit moderators, uh, They've spoken, some will step away from their duties, and they'll reportedly be replaced as needed. So essentially, they're giving up. That's what it sounds like. It's like, look, we're going to let it be here, but we're not going to really maintain it No much. one's watching it anymore, right. just so you know. So that's, uh, that's sad. That's really sad. And I really hope that Reddit takes this stuff into account because so far it's just they're digging their heels in they have they have given wow. no quarter to anybody who has been uh protesting these changes and wow. i feel like they're not going to have a, a, a viable website much longer nope. at least not the way it's nope. it's been heralded well let's take one more break uh but when we get back we're diving into our main topic nerding out over the past Welcome to The Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Steven with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. The upcoming Sims 5 game will reportedly adopt a Fortnite model, making it free to play, that also allows users to create content for other players to use. As long as I can still set up fireworks in the house, I'm in. A new Last Airbender game has been announced, featuring local and online co-op. The game's titled The Quest for Balance and will take players through the story of the original cartoon. All previous Airbender games have been pretty bad, so let's hope this one's good because right now they could really use a wind. Wind, you know what I'm saying? The Magic the Gathering line of Lord of the Rings cards saw one single card known as the One Ring released to the public. This card is worth well over $2 million and was recently found by an anonymous freaking lucky customer. So if you're interested, grab your debit card and wait for it to show up on eBay. Let's get some sports news in here for all you athletes. PepsiCo released a Pepsi-flavored ketchup known as Cola Chup in a few baseball stadiums across America on July 4th. So unfortunately, you know, it's already over, but I thought you should know what you missed out on. Go team! Greta Gerwig, director of the upcoming Barbie movie, has been hired by Netflix to direct two new movies based on C.S. Lewis' The Chronicles of Narnia series. No word yet on what those two films will be, but you know, it's a great series, so hopefully we'll get to see every book get the big screen treatment, just, you know, on the small screen still. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Steven, and thanks again for joining me this week for The Lightning Round. Welcome back. 
back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show. Before we jump into our main topic today, we've got an article recommendation. This past Friday, Radio Matt and Rachel Knight compiled a massive new resource called Nerds and the Church. This resource is all about the disconnect between nerd culture and church culture and how we can bridge the gap. You can find it on the homepage right now on lovethynerd.com. So this week we are kicking off what will be a regular series once a season. We will take a look at four years of nerd history and talk about everything we nerded out over from that year. This week we're going to kick off our first four years, 1985 to 1988. I was born in 1985, uh, so that's kind of why we're starting there. But Mm -hmm. it is also a banner year for nerd culture. So let's dive in to some of the most popular stuff from that year. First of all, Back to the Future. Mm. Can we just start right there? Can yeah. we start with the greatest trilogy of movies <laughs> of all time? Yeah, I, I do remember watching Back to the Future mm-hmm. quite a bit. So we, the, oh, go ahead. didn't they have like a, you know, the VHS set of all of them? They did. And it was like. Really cool looking. It was one of, yeah, that might be the first one that I remember that was like one of those box sets that had the art that stretched across all of them and and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future has been since a child, uh, my, my favorite set of movies. I remember going to Blockbuster Mm -hmm. many times and my mom would always give me, you know, you can rent two things (laughs) and usually it would be a movie and a Nintendo 64 game or something, but Uh Every, like, at least twice a year, I would ask her, can I please rent all three Back to the Futures? <laughs> and I don't know why she just didn't buy those, <laughs> because we bought movies, and I rented them all the time. Uh, but I loved, loved just getting all three of those from Blockbuster and spending all weekend long just going through all three of them. The entire time. <laughs> just a binge watch session on repeat of all the movies. Uh, I have a edited together version of mm-hmm. Back to the Future to where it's one long movie where they piece together the the connections between the, the three. Oh, yeah. Which is really fun to watch, but it's like five and a half hours long. Right. So it's like, if you're not doing anything else today, sit down <laughs> and enjoy this movie. Also, fun fact, we've been in the DeLorean. A DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the it DeLorean. The DeLorean. It, was the it was DeLorean. It was one of those people that just have a DeLorean, <laughs> that have one of those old... Uh, <laughs> Old DeLoreans that they've modded out to look like it. Uh, but we do have some really cool pictures in those, yeah. Do you remember we, like, <laughs> took those pictures with our little, was it a the flip guy, phone? It was a, it was, no, no, it was it a was phone. A, it was yeah. a normal phone. You had a phone that had, like, the slide-out keyboard. You remember? Oh, that funny. was the phone. We bought it because it had a really nice camera as for, well. For the time. Yeah. For the time. <laughs> but uh, the problem was the guy who ran the thing was the one who was in charge of helping people take their photos and he was all shaky (laughs) so even though we have a couple cool pictures they're all kind of blurry just a little bit blurry they're not clear because he couldn't keep his hands shake uh, from shaking yeah bro you gotta get somebody else to do that (laughs) uh this was also the first year of wrestlemania wow wrestlemania wrestlemania number one in 1985. 1985. I'm so, I mean, it was it was a spectacle. I wouldn't go so far to say it was a good show, but it was a spectacle. <laughs> Second year was worse. Second year, they're like, 
hey, let's split this up into three different arenas. And so they did a third of the show in every different arena. And when it wasn't your turn, if you were in the arena, they just had big screens up that you could watch what was going on in the other arena. And I'm like, that's lame. (laughs) (laughs) That's unnecessarily lame. (laughs) But, but, uh, I mean, it's WrestleMania now is a two night event and one of the biggest spectacles, uh, of the year it's it's second only to the super bowl i think in popularity and it's about around the same time uh last year's super bowl not this year this year's was all right this year's wasn't bad but last year's super bowl what well, i mean super bowl wrestlemania was out of this world <sighs> they had a couple iffy years but Last year, it just, I think everything hit. It was so good. Uh, this was uh, when MacGyver, the TV show, came out. Did you ever watch MacGyver? You know, I, I don't know that I've ever seen an episode of MacGyver. <laughs> we're only, we're only, I mean, my used parents to the were jokes. really in them. We're only right. used to the jokes from Stargate. Yes. <laughs> they would, they would get it in there <laughs> every Dean now Anders. and then. <laughs> Wasn't it? It was in the first episode where I'm they had sure. Samantha say, "Somehow we MacGyvered our way into this, uh, <laughs> getting this thing working." <laughs> I'm like that's fantastic. <sighs> uh, but yeah, I, I I've never I've watched maybe two or three episodes when I was really young, and I barely remember it. Yeah, um, I want to I want to check it out. And now, as an adult, everything I think of. Is just McGruber, that yes. parody from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> McGruber. Uh, the Goonies. This is one of your favorite movies from childhood, isn't it? It was not my favorite movie. No, it scared me. It scared you. It scared me well, when you I made was me watch little. it. So I thought yeah, you liked that it. Was, that was when I was a teenager. But I, the first memories I have of the Goonies is being scared. It's terror. <laughs> yes, my sister really liked it. And so we would watch it a lot. Okay. But did it scare you all the time, every time, or did you get used to it and then come around to it? Uh, it scared me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the, I'm trying to remember the movie. Is it just the, hey, you guys character or? Was it, is there like a, no, maybe I'm thinking of Star Wars, the thing that's under the water. That's Star the Wars. trash shoot. yeah, yeah. But it was it was the hey you guys guy yeah yeah he creeped me out mm-hmm. and As then I know. think I was just like scared of the lady too you know that was chasing them the whole time and oh, I forgot all about that yeah uh okay well how about Pee Wee's Big Adventure uh he <laughs> knows that I am not a fan of Pee Wee. And that's why he's bringing it up. I love that movie when I was a kid, too. <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Now, that movie scared me because it had a scene that I've... was like a weird claymation nightmare thing that happened with the trucker lady. Like, your face just got all gross because they turned it into like a claymation kind of VFX mm-hmm. thing. And it was bleh, It was disgusting. But I still love the movie. It was about him trying to get his bike back. Like, his bike got stolen. And then it got stolen again, and then it just kept finding its way all the way across the country, and he's just traveling across the country to try and get his special red bike back. Wow. (laughs) Uh, But that was was my favorite. And so, Pee-wee scars me in general. (laughs) So that was like, I didn't realize that that was kind of like the first Pee-wee 
like thing. Like Pee Wee's Playhouse started the next year. The oh, TV really? show. I always thought it was the TV show. A movie based on the TV. And then yeah, then they're like, here's his big movie. But no. So wow. I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure there I'm sure Pee Wee existed before the movie in some form or fashion. I haven't done all the research, but I'm sure it existed enough. Kind of like Ernest, you know, like Ernest existed mm-hmm. as a Before character for like commercials and stuff. And they're like, let's make a movie out of him. Pee Wee was in several oh, Cheech and Chong okay, movies. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them lar- that l- Large Marge. That's who it was. Tell them Large Marge sent you. Oh, man. What a movie. What a movie that was. <laughs> I've never seen it unless you made me watch it. I'm pretty it. sure I made you watch it. But I, didn't I have make you burned watch, it from my memory. I didn't so. make you watch the circus one that came later, which I also liked and watched a lot. Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Big Top Circus? I don't know, something like that. <laughs> uh, all right, here's something that you liked, right? Pound puppies? Pound puppies, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Those weird flat all puppy dogs. All my friends had little puppy dogs, and we'd bring them to church and... Hang out with our pound puppies with a little diaper on it. <laughs> well, they all little, little diapers. You bought one for our daughter. I did. She came back, I guess. I don't, I don't think they've there, always been around. There was this end cap, I think, in Target that just was clearly made for millennials to purchase <laughs> with an excuse of get it for your kids. And yeah, it had little pound puppies in there that even came within the like the little cage that mm-hmm. you know little cage, cage box, box. Yeah. get a pound puppy yeah <laughs> it has a little diaper and everything <laughs> <sighs> adorable uh inspector gadget the cartoon the kids no. on wednesday were watching inspector gadget the really? original the original cartoon and i was like inspector gadget yeah wow yeah with uh the claw guy. Uh-huh. You only saw his arm. Unlike in the movie, which totally screwed everything up. You can't see the guy. You see his arm. You see his cat. That's all you see. Sheesh. In the back of a chair. That's what you see. They always got to go changing things for movies. <laughs> uh, all right. Jenga. Jenga came out oh, in 1985. Wow. Did you realize it was that, that old? old? Yeah. I thought it was a <laughs> mid-90s thing. Yeah. But uh, maybe that's just when it took off. But yeah, the stacking, stacking little wood blocks game, mm-hmm. which I am terrible at. <laughs> but I think I always beat you whenever we play. Oh, I feel like I feel like mm-hmm. I always beat you. I feel like you're worse. I feel like you probably like nudged me while I was trying to. <laughs> I just bumped the bottom <laughs> of the table. Just push it ever so slightly, let it wiggle a little. <laughs> uh, new Coke came out in 1985. Not everything can be a, a victory for the year. <laughs> new Coke, the Coke everyone hated. You're like, hey, everyone loves our product. You know what we should do? Change it. <laughs> a lot of companies have fallen by that uh, problem a lot. Uh-huh. Windows, Windows 7. You know what? Everybody loves Windows 7. It's like the, the best operating system we've ever made. For Windows 8, let's change every single thing about our, our program. Was that and make Vista? It uh, was no, that, that was Windows 8. That was the Tiles one. Okay. That was one that was like made for touchscreen, and it was supposed to work with like a Windows phone and all this, and hmm. everything was in Tiles, and everyone hated it. <laughs> we, had a, we, had a, uh, we had bought a new computer for the church here uh, during the Windows 8 thing, and we had to download a program that would allow it to open up on a normal start page. So it only it would open up, up with the tiles like you couldn't you wouldn't even start on a desktop. Yeah, it was 
so unimportant. But we're not talking about Windows 8. We're talking about <laughs> New Coke and how nobody liked it. Uh, Chex Mix, like in the bag, also came out in 1985. Wow. I also thought that was a mid-90s thing. Wow. A lot older than I thought. Um, I'm a big fan of that Chex Mix. Right. I like making your own. Making your own, you can add a little bit more of the, the seasoning and stuff and whatnot and you can put in what you want instead of those weird breadsticks that nobody likes and they're pointless I like the bread they're sticks. terrible <laughs> they're just it's just gluten it tastes like nothing <laughs> tastes like crunchy gluten I, even, I do like how they have a whole bag of just the the rye chips the rye chips you can yeah. just get those yeah yep um <laughs> like the seasoning doesn't even stick to the breadsticks they're like two. <laughs> Too smooth and gross. It's like the break you take in between. <laughs> I don't want a break. I don't want a palate cleanser <laughs> in between the same snack I'm eating. <laughs> uh, Weird Al's Dare to be Stupid album. Oh, wow. Came out this year. Maybe my favorite Weird Al album. Had some, Let's go through this track list here. Had Like a Surgeon, okay. which was the Like a Virgin parody mm -hmm. from Madonna. Dare to be Stupid, which was a fantastic anthem that he wrote himself. Uh, I Want a New Duck. Instead of I Want a New Drug. I Want a New Duck. One that won't try to bite. <laughs> uh, one More Minute. This was like an Elvis Presley style doo-wop ballad, but about not liking the lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the lyrics now, but it, it, but it ends with, then spend one more minute with you. So it's like, I'd rather do this. Oh, of, got uh, you, got you. Uh, Yoda. Okay. Uh -huh. Which was a parody of Lola by the Kinks. Uh, but the, that, yeah, I would sing that. In the yeah, I, I remember you Car trips, yeah, very out lot. loud. Uh, <laughs> George of the Jungle theme song. This was actually for the television theme uh, that he wrote. George's Jungle. Watch out for that tree. Uh, slime Creatures from Outer Space. Um, this wasn't technically a parody. It was more of a style parody from sci-fi soundtracks, but it was about running from slime creatures from outer space. <laughs> Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. <laughs> Cindy Lauper parody. George uh, of the Jungle was a great movie. It was. <laughs> yes. Run. I can't say your name. Huh? The Viridian Toothy Cow. The Viridian Toothy there Cow. You said it. George of the Jungle was a great movie. Yeah. Um, the and first I, one. The second one was terrible. I didn't know Weird Al made the song for that. Uh-huh. Well, it wasn't for the, it wasn't for the movie. I think they, someone else re, re uh, I don't even know if they had we the did. lyrics in the movie one, but it was for the television show, the cartoon. Okay. Um, <laughs> then This Is The Life, which was a Johnny Dangerously song. Uh, cable TV, which was a style parody of Hercules by Elton John, and then Hooked on Polkas, which he always does those cool polka melodies. But anyway, it mm -hmm. was a solid album, front to back. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, the wow. very first, came out in 1985, along with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Uh, classic stuff we've already chatted about on the show earlier mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh fantastic game i remember we didn't have an nes uh, but i remember going over to a friend's house who had it and playing duck hunt all the time they would do the super mario brothers thing and i did not like i was terrible still am 
terrible at it. <laughs> I just, I, I do not compute with how you do things. On that. <laughs> but I loved Duck Hunt. That kind of good. <laughs> the little dog. <laughs> <laughs> Christian says, Dare to be Stupid was the best song. It was on the original animated Transformers movie soundtrack that I love to torture my kids with. <laughs> was Dare to be Stupid on a soundtrack? Okay. That's crazy, especially for Transformers. Huh. That's nuts. That was a good, you know. <laughs> it's like spitting on a fish. It's like barking up a tree. It's like they say you gotta buy one if you wanna get one free. <laughs> Dare to be Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you. Dare to be stupid. Oh okay, I can hear you now. Dare to be stupid. <laughs> Are you allowed to be singing that for that long? Oh, probably not. <laughs> Man. All right. Uh, the Golden Girls. This doesn't seem on the surface like a nerdy thing, but people have been nerding out about that show for the last five, ten years now this for some true. reason. I have two friends that that's like their favorite show. Obsessed with it. Like one she'll like how I am with The Office. Mm-hmm. That's how she is with Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. She'll just continuously be watching it in the background all the time. Yeah. They made their own like little people set, just like they did for the yeah. office for the Golden Girls. <laughs> they got all kinds of Golden Girls t-shirts and merch out right uh -huh. now. Uh -huh. It's crazy how that has become like a weird cult favorite uh -huh. this many years later. And uh, I, I did watch it. I don't, I don't know if I ever episodes. finished it, but I was, I was watching through them. Yeah. They're pretty funny. I, I watched them, I think, <laughs> every now and then when it came on, like, at Nick at Night or something like that. Oh, yeah. Back when I was a kid. It was all right. <laughs> I didn't understand all the weird right. uh, adult jokes. Right. But I liked Betty White. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Spies Like Us. Oh. Now, that's a movie you introduced me to that you uh -huh. do like. Uh -huh. Spies Like Us. Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd, right? Yes. Dan Aykroyd? Yes. Yeah, it was. Okay. I love that movie. Weird, yeah. weird spy movie. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of classic like jokes that I don't think a lot of people realize came from that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the doctor, 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 doctor. But yeah, that was. That was I the, recently thought of that movie as I was taking my exams. When they're you know, trying they're to perform like surgery. Cheating. Oh yeah, when they're, they're, <laughs> they're cheating, taking that. Got the fake arm. <laughs> <laughs> because every time I went into an exam, I would, too, right? I, I would have to, yeah, I'd have to pull up my pant legs and show them my sleeves and yeah. put my pockets inside out. And I'm like, it's because of you, Chevy Chase. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, mosaic says it's hilarious when they're trying to perform surgery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie, real good, real good stuff. Yeah. Uh, good morning, good Kelly Adder. Uh, all right. Crisis on Infinite Earths. This was a major comic book event in DC Comics. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, which was so popular, they're still, like, doing it. Like, they just, a couple years ago, the Arrowverse did right. their version of Crisis on Infinite Earths going mm -hmm. to all these different properties. They saw, um, they saw both version, versions of the, or several versions of The Flash in that we had... Ezra Miller's The Flash show up at the end. We have the original TV show Flash, who's been in the series, but he was also a part of the show as his original Flash self. Mm -hmm. um, but we also got to see the um, 
Superman Returns, Brandon Routh version of Superman. I guess it wasn't exactly that character, but we got to see him as like the Kingdom Come Superman. We saw Kevin Conroy, who's been the voice of the animated Batman for such a long time, passed away a couple years ago. Uh, we got to see him actually in person as a retired Batman in like this suit because his body's all broken, like this suit to let him walk. Um, in the show, not in real life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we got to see the return to Smallville. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. With uh, Tom mm -hmm. Welling and Erica Durance. That was really cool, too. So that was inspired by this original big uh, crossover event that happened in 1985. Now, originally before that, they did like Crisis on Two Earths a couple, I think four different times, um, where you got to see the JSA, the Justice Society with the old versions of the superheroes and, you know, Hawkman and all those kind and uh -huh. Dr. Fate. And then you'd see the new Justice League as well and they would cross over and they both mm -hmm. had a flash and that was usually how this kind of worked. How it worked. But Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, was... Oh my gosh, this whole multiverse is collapsing uh, because of the anti-monitor and all this. It was a whole big thing. So you got to see all these different versions of superheroes from all across the different weird multiverse. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them, most of them were like just normal, slightly tweaked, different skin color, slightly different outfits. Some of them were like super weird, like uh, a, a superhero rabbit <laughs> with a... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like really strange things uh the comic series is the gold standard yes it really is uh so i have it at home it, captain carrot captain thank carrot. you yes i knew it was carrot something i couldn't remember what um but like it it was just such a good it was kind of mind a little bit mind-bending like what's what's happening here then they came out several years later the death of flash and supergirl it was oh. the death of flash and okay. supergirl yeah the uh barry barry allen that's how barry allen died Mm. Um, and we didn't see him come back for a couple decades almost. Um, but yeah, he, he died too. And that's kind of, that was part of the story with the flash TV series. Then the new flash TV series It okay. started off the very first, very first episode started off with, uh, them looking at a new story from the future that said flash missing in crisis. Okay. Like, so, like, they, they were hyping that from the beginning. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go on and talk about it forever. And I'm sure Mosaic <laughs> here in the chat would, too. Uh, but it's so good. And if you've been a fan of superheroes, especially DC Comics superheroes, that's something worth going and picking up. Uh, and then they continue the story um, when I was starting to get into comics myself here and as, a, as an adult, like, started collecting mm -hmm. some trades uh, with a, a series called Infinite Crisis which picked up with some of the characters from back then that we thought had died. And um, I really, I remember I really you getting it. those going yeah. to the comic book shop. I really liked it. I really Being all excited it. when another one came out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it allowed DC comics to add characters. They acquired, acquired from Charlton comics uh, into their catalog, like blue beetle. That's correct. I completely forgot about that. Uh, they, they do these kind of, crossover events every so often as a, a method of cleaning up the the universe so usually things are folded okay. into each other mm -hmm. uh, and so unfortunately i feel like they do it a little too often nowadays <laughs> like it feels like every year there's got to be like this big universe changing event it's probably not that often but still uh random rick reviews rrr uh what's up good morning to you <laughs> all right clue the movie 
Okay. Clue the movie. Okay. 1985. Wow. Wasn't very popular when it came out. But now it is. Cult following after that. Yeah. Uh, Last year was a dark crisis. There was a dark crisis on Infinite Earths. Ooh, I'm not caught up. I'm going to have to go catch that. Oh, he saw it at the movies. At the movies. Um, Did you like it at the movies? Or was that later? (laughs) Did it originally air... With the different endings, depending on where you were at. Oh. Or did it just throw in, like, the different endings could be? I feel like it, the ending was different at different places. Yeah, different endings. Different endings. That was a crazy thing. That is cool. Like, today, we're, like, news stories are hyping up the fact that um, the new Spider-Man into across the uh, whatever whatever it's called the spider verse movie that's out right now has a few different like lines in different depending on where you're watching it like some there's dialogue changes options are swapped out really but it doesn't really change the story overall this was a completely different ending depending on where you saw the movie right that's nuts who was the killer uh, you had to go see it more than once. Yeah. Uh, did it change like just randomly in the theaters too? Or did just every theater have a different version? I don't know. But oh. that's really cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. <sighs> you're, the, you're the guy putting the movie in. Which, and if which you ending am I going to do today? If you did, yeah. And if you didn't know <laughs> that they were doing that and you had already seen it and then you go back and see it again and it had a completely different ending. What's your reaction in the theater? <laughs> Like, do you think you were gone crazy before? Yeah. Gremlins 2, I heard, had two different cameos. One was Hulk Hogan. The other uh, movie, I think, had John Wayne. That's weird. Three different innings, different theaters were delivered. Okay, yeah, random version. So you'd have to go to Hmm. a different theater, I would assume. But that's that's nuts. That's that's a that's a cool thing. That is. Uh, Also coming out in 1985, Sour Patch Kids. Okay, your best candy, candy, best sour candy on the planet. It used to be. The greatest candy of all time until they added blue raspberry to it. <laughs> now I can't eat it in the dark. Can't eat it in a movie theater because I don't know if I'm going to get a blue one. Blech. Haven't you like pre-sorted it before going to the movies? When I bought bags to sneak in? Absolutely I, mean, I have. Yeah. <laughs> We've never snuck in candy. No, I'm, the, our theater doesn't have Sour Patch Kids. They sell those knockoff Sour Jacks. Mm-hmm. you know brand or whatever and they don't have blue raspberry in them so usually i'll just go ahead and buy the sour jacks from the theater there. thank you for that follow random rick reviews all right uh <laughs> next up calvin and hobbs oh tail end of 1985 jumped in in the end of november but that was the kickoff of calvin and hobbs um somebody in our our uh nerdy wishes christmas thing bought me the calvin and hobbs full mm-hmm. set of every strip and i've been going through them slowly and it's just so fun <laughs> so fun our son has been reading he's been he, reading he got I, one yeah that's right he got one of the collections yes. mm-hmm. uh calvin and hobbs is the goat the greatest of all time comic strip uh, attack of the murder snowman <laughs> <laughs> calvin hobbs is my pastor's favorite comic it's i mean it's good it's a good one uh, I I just I've been in love with the Calvin and Hobbes comic book for a long time. I got hijacked and he's peeing on everything. <laughs> he should be like Calvin. Anytime something got in his way, he just peed on it. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing that came out uh, in 1985 that we're going to talk about today 
The Taco Bell Mexican pizza. Oh, you should have told me I would have worn my you shirt. Worn a shirt. <laughs> I got a, I got randomly selected to uh, win one of their I brought back the Mexican pizza t-shirts mm-hmm. uh, last year. Uh, and they don't have my size because I'm a big fat man. <laughs> so I got it in dangerous size and she wears it every now and then and makes me love her even more. <laughs> <laughs> makes me want a fourth kid. Every All day. right. Oh, geez. <laughs> loud. I was to put a point on it. Sorry. It was a joke about <laughs> married things. Every time I wear it, Eli's like, can we go get a Mexican pizza? Get a Mexican pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the Mexican pizza. I was so sad when the pandemic took it away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be, it used to be slightly better mm-hmm. because they used to have green onion on it too mm-hmm. and then there was that weird e coli outbreak for all green onions everywhere so they took it off and then they just never brought it back yeah and i guess it's that like, makes sense because it's yeah. like the only thing it was on and so why would you bring it like, back for that one yeah, item for the one item no they had it on their po- cheesy potatoes too i really liked their they did potatoes and it had them oh there. that sounds so good <laughs> forgot all about that they did have it on the cheesy yeah, potatoes yeah oh man i enjoyed those that little that little onion <laughs> kick just took it over the you top you just need to sneak some in i, should, you know, I guess that's it we'll just bring our own chives <laughs> take it home put our own chives on man i'm talking about not chives, taco but. bell <laughs> <laughs> go get dang taco bell golly i know i'm like this is where i'm headed after this <laughs> but anyway they took the mexican pizza away because of uh covid they also took the cheesy fiesta potatoes away mm-hmm. they took all, all the good things away mm-hmm. yeah uh then they brought it back remember and it was so popular it exceeded their expectations so much that they like every store sold out in three like weeks yeah three weeks it was supposed <laughs> to be back forever and they sold out of all their stuff that they had ready for the launch in three weeks they're like you know what we're gonna have to take a couple more months and start this again <laughs> so that was weird anyway <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and cap off the year right there we'll be back tomorrow to take a look at 1986 but as for today we are out of coffee so it's time to wrap things up but before we go let's get out our verse of the day Today's verse is 2 Peter 1, 4. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious memory promises. What am I saying? Great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. And with that, our Monday show is coming to a close. Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine, nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LT and Discord community. Once you've joined at lovethynerd.com slash Discord, simply go to Channels and Roles and click on the Rise and Shine Nerds channel to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel. And don't miss an episode. Trombone Dalek, thank you for cheering those bits. Uh, and tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Daedra. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.